Hello, my name is TJ and I'm one of the voices behind the Geek Sweat podcast. This is a special message regarding the next episode which has been recorded out of sequence during the coronavirus lockdown in the UK. Now, in response to the government daily briefings and general health and safety requirements for the pandemic, the Geek Sweat podcast team are practicing social distancing for this recording in an attempt to create new segments and continue sessions from our respective homes via a joint video call while we aim to minimize the risk and the spread of the infection from COVID-19. As such, we are working in the absence of our esteemed sound engineer, Giovanni Bastianello, aka Neo Geo. And we hope that you can bear with us and any changes in the audio quality from what you may be accustomed to earlier. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Geek Sweat podcast. We We watch watch films films to save you hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review sweat on online series as a stream, trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Geek Sweat is available on Apple Podcasts where you can stream over 750,000 shows. Look for the lowercase white eye with two white ring halos inside the purple square and you can have access to over 20 million episodes in their library. Alrighty, welcome ladies and gents. Welcome to another episode of Geek Sweat. This is episode 123, that's 123, yay for us. Um, and it's another instalment of Cult Film, where we specifically look at video game to film adaptations. Um, I'm Jay, and I'm co-presenting today with the ever so majestic Kingdom. Hello, hello. Yay, welcome. And the wild and wonderful MKH. Ah, thank you for that, Jamie. I feel like I haven't seen or spoken to you in a very long time. It's good yeah. to be back. It's been about like a month, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> a long time. Oh, well. Uh, yep. And while we're here, because, um, you know, just with lockdowns and stuff like that, um, we haven't really seen Neo Geo for a while. So a high hello to Neo Geo, who does his magic behind the scenes for us. Yeah, hi, hi Neo. Um, I won't... <laughs> I, I try not to spoil any more films for you. Not. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, um, it, just a little excited for this this episode because um, today's discussion is kind of like taking us back to the 80s and 90s again. Um, you know, the 90s cheese. Um, and we're going to kind of like be looking at Street Fighter. So, Street Fighter back in the day was kind of one of the uh, top one-on-one fighter video games Um, and it was created by Capcom, first released in 1987 um, to the arcades and it quickly kind of went to platform, um, sorry, home consoles after that. So, yeah, so we've done quite a few things um, since the video games came came out. So we've got like... um, the first film um, was actually in 1994 and that was kind of one of the big blockbuster films with um, really big names. I think it was um, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Kylie Minogue. Um, we had... Um, Raul Julia. Yep, him as well. And uh, Ming-Na Wen. Um, so, yeah, some big names in that one. And then we also had Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Um, so those are the two um, 
live action movies that I kind of picked up on, but they had loads of animes come through as well. Animes in short, um, it was a, um, a couple of seasons of a Street Fighter anime. So, yeah. So they had the third got... live action, actually. Uh, I think Ooh. it was released in 2016. Oh, really? Um, yeah, that was centered around Ken and Ryu again. Uh, for my sins, I watched that um, by accident. <laughs> I don't Do know how I could sit for a whole that? film by accident. Yeah, I accidentally sat for a whole terrible film because I believed it was going to be a lot more... Um, truer to the video game in terms of having the magical powers and stuff like that but it, it it wasn't really like that at all actually was it i can't remember i've i've erased that from my memory bank but um yeah there is there was a third, a third one, one. As well. i haven't heard of that one yeah. oh have either of you two actually like played the video games on console or in the arcade or i played street fighter 2 which i think is the aficionado's favorite pretty much yeah, I... at the time it came out or a few years after probably mid 90s actually so it'll be a few years after um used yeah. to play this in my college when i was doing a levels and there were two whole arcade consoles one of them was street fighter 2 and the other one was a very early football game <laughs> <laughs> and i think at some point they got a third one which was a basketball game oh. so you can imagine the hours of fun that we had with those innocent times yeah. But um, yeah. for me, like Street yeah. Fighter 2 will always be the archetypal fighting game of that style. Yeah, well, it's kind of like the main one for a long time until um, Tekken came out. To be honest, I think Tekken was the only real kind of competition for Street Fighter. I'm just trying to think of other kind of like... Mortal Kombat as well at the time was quite oh, yeah, big. Yeah. But Mortal Kombat, uh, its USP was you had actually real life like characters <laughs> fighting <laughs> and getting their heads decapitated which was pretty cool but um just to take a step back for a moment i first played street fighter 2 which this film is actually based on um on the commodore 64 and i remember waiting there with baited breath baited breath for at least half an hour while the commodore 64 booted up <laughs> And yeah. I used to cry when it finally didn't make it to the final screen. I was like, oh, my God, I have to go through all of this again. Because those of us that are old enough realise that the, well, uh, know full damn well that the cartridges on the Commodore 64 were very unreliable. And I remember having to blow them and shake them and stick them back in and blow them again and shake them. But it was a whole routine. It's a wonder I didn't have bigger muscles back then. The amount of times I was taken in and out of the of of the uh, the cartridge of the the console but um yeah that and also i used to play at the arcade so i wasted a lot more money putting in my 20 pences at the arcade for street fighter 2 when i went to the leisure center at the age of uh yeah i was i was about 10 at that time when i was going to the arcade myself. do you ever like make it so to the I, end I, I spent... and like take down the bosses i wish i used to i used to watch in marvel while everyone because i just wasn't a joystick person so i loved it when they actually moved the street fighter 2 to the super nintendo where you had the joypad because i could i just wasn't great with the joysticks at all obviously i'm giving away i didn't really masturbate as a child either so um <laughs> yeah i, I just like uh, the question, <laughs> question to an unasked question there <laughs> just volunteer that information why don't you 
Yeah, so yes, I wasn't great with the joysticks, but um, yeah, I I never got to the bosses. I knew I was aware of the bosses who they were, but I only the closest I got to them was just seeing them as you select your character. If they, if I, if I actually, you couldn't select the bosses. I think you could select the bosses in later iterations, but originally you couldn't select the bosses. It's been a while since I've played. I mean, I I remember playing in the arcades. I never had it on home console, so um, yeah. So all of my memories are me dying lots and me spending a lot of time watching other people play who were better than me and me going why can't i do that because i could never get the button bashing right you know what i mean because it's kind of like i think he does know what you mean (laughs) (laughs) i'm button um, bashing not joystick bashing (laughs) yeah but just but um was street could you button bash your street fighter like that it's not like those other like soul caliber swordy games that you could button bash street fighter you actually had to you did. You had to sort of know what you were doing to get the combat. When you're a young child yeah. and you're watching other people play, it just looks like button bashing. You don't actually. <laughs> it took me a while to realise that was actually, you know, some level of coordination required to play, which is probably why I was so bad. <laughs> but I do remember, you know, picking Chun Li all the time. <laughs> yeah, because she she was the one female character at the time, wasn't she? Uh, there was Ka- oh, when did Cammy come in? Cam Cammy came in after that, so Super Street Fighter Two. She wasn't in the original. Yeah. It was just Chung Lee was the the original yeah, uh, the original female Street Fighter. Yeah. No, I, um, don't, I don't think I chose her because she was female. I think I chose her because she was Asian. <laughs> really? <laughs> you could could you tell? Yeah, but yeah, but, but you know, well, okay, all right then. I, I, yeah, I stand corrected. It's probably was both, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least you weren't E Honda, who's possibly the most stereotypical depiction of an Asian person ever. <laughs> I, I did look at that again recently. I'm like, I was like, yeah, that's not great. Well, that that whole scene isn't great either. Like, they just took Indian people and say, "What do you do? You spit hot fire." <laughs> That is true. <laughs> so we're and then gonna... we probably yeah. shouldn't even get so... into Blanca. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He was supposed to be Brazilian. Yeah. Sh- shall we get into the film now? Because I've got uh, actually, because you know what? Can I just say I I actually prepared like three sheets. I watched oh the film my again. God. I've I've prepared three sheets of paper of notes for this this uh, film because. As a standalone film, I think it's the best piece of theatre. If you <laughs> detach it from the actual video game, it is probably the best piece of theatre. Are we watching the same there. film? <laughs> Are you being serious? You know what? It, this is what this is what broke my heart. I watched it again on Now TV, and the current rating on Now TV is one and a wow. half stars. And I'm thinking, who are these philistines that have chosen to watch this film, but only watch it to the end, but give it? An average of one and a half stars. I it broke my heart, but yeah, uh, J- Jamie, take take it away. I've got a lot of notes. Anyway, by the way, take it away. Uh, right. It, well, anyway, I mean, like, I know that a lot of things have kind of spawned from the original arcade games, but um, so our our focus today is just the original Street Fighter movie with John Claude Van Damme, um, Kylie Minogue, um. Ming-Na Wen and Raul Julia. So it had like a budget of 35 million and at the box office it raked in 99.4 million US dollars. So, you know, for, for the budget it had, it made a lot of money. Because I was going to say, even if you double the budget for advertising and everything, mm. that is still a profit. 
And I think, um, given the circumstances, because um, I know they did set up a sequel, and it's a shame that they weren't able to do a sequel, but I don't think they could have done a sequel without um, the main villain not being there because obviously, sadly, he, he died after because that was his last role. Mm. And I'm talking about M. Bison, who was played by Rival uh, Yulia. Um, so I, I, I would have loved to have seen him in the sequel because I think he carried this whole... Like, I'm surprised he didn't, like... Like absolutely break his back because he carried this whole film on his back. I know Capcom definitely wanted John Claude Van Damme to be in the film, but that M Bison portrayal was just—it was it was a chef's kiss of. It a actually was without a trace of irony. That was a very very fine performance. I I think he delivered every single line with his not only his heart but his chest. And it's so funny that the reason he picked up that role was because his children were, were, were massive fans, like I guess all children at the time, of Street Fighter and persuaded him to take the role. And that was basically his parting gift to his children in a way, not to get like fully emotional at the moment, but that was his parting gift because obviously he, he went for the chemo for, for the stomach cancer and everything. But I think I just like, even when I watched it again, I, I just wait with bated breath, even though I could probably reel off the um, all of his lines from memory. Just some of the lines were just just glorious. Oh, yeah. Like when when he was talking to Chung Lee and she and she was telling her story of why she knew about him, and then his response was, um, "M Bison coming to your town was the greatest day in your life, but for me, it was a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I was, fell off my chair like this it was guy." Just another Tuesday here. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. was it. It was brilliant. Um, Classic one-liners but, in that film. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess we should do like a, a shout out to the writer at this point, which is um, Stephen E. D'Souza, who also wrote the script for The Running Man, Stephen King adaptation starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. He he also wrote Die Hard Two. I've seen Commando, and oh, what else? There was another film that he he wrote, and. Um, I, because he he also directed this film. I have to say, um, I've got like two, like mixed feelings about. He almost did like um, two halves because the script had some cracking one-liners despite a very generic plot, but his direction yeah. was mm. poor. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought like, and it makes sense why he all of the other films that he wrote, all of the other great films he wrote, he never actually got behind, <laughs> behind the lens of that. He's not a good director. He's the, got no visual sense at all. Is... <laughs> Fight choreography is from average to really bad. And some of the line <laughs> readings are terrible. I mean, you know, Van Damme is not a good actor at the best of times, but Dick no. like got away with some really bad line readings on that film. I, I think for me that... The the th- thing that made the film for me was just the, 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 the one-liners and the funny tough talk and, you know, the comedy slapstick. I mean, like, it's, it's not a serious film by all means, you know, it's, it's one of those, it, it's, it's action filled, done badly, but really entertaining because they've just got so many funny bits in it. It's a comedy. It, it could be it's a comedy. Yeah, it it absolutely is, and it could be uh, contended that thanks to uh, Mr. D'Souza's writing, we wouldn't have um, what's his name, 
Josh Wheaton doing his like one-liners and slapstick inside of um, the Marvel Universe and DC Universe. But that's just my take. Um, other lines that I really enjoyed here. Um, first of all, Zangief was the perfect casting oh, for Zangief. Hey, I enjoyed his character. Like, he was funny. Perfect, perfect casting. I loved how stupid he was and the fact that he didn't think he 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 was the bad guy. It reminds me of the Mitchell and Webb yeah. um, sketch yeah. where they're dressed in the Nazi uniform. They said, are we the bad guys? And I, I liked when the, the, the penny actually dropped for Zangief. And he, he said uh, a beautiful one liner, which was um, talking to DJ. You, yeah. yeah, talking to DJ that um, I guess the stereotypical uh uh caribbean jamaican um i don't know uh work shy woman like, like he, he had a lot of things going on but yeah he was having a conversation with dj and as dj was walking away he said you got paid i just love the fact that zangief was lending his muscles to <laughs> m bison all that time for free <laughs> just for clothing i think that was brilliant uh another one liner that i really uh enjoyed from zangief was when he said um quick change the channel when he saw a rolling bomb rolling towards them while they were in the tent <laughs> i thought that was that was really uh, brilliant did you um, did you see the one with the um security counselor when um giles giving his big speech to to all of his um, troops and he's he's like the counsellor's like have you lost your mind and Gal goes no you've lost your balls (laughs) 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 it's it's like you know some really classic one-liners that are just so hilarious and and you but you know but the bad acting you put that aside it's entertainment it's really good entertainment it is but it should be even better if it was better acted it would be funnier i i serious i I agree with you i agree with you but when you when when i really looked at because i i watched this film as recently as yesterday when i actually look at all of the characters as a whole i think the the worst character well, the worst actor, and it's shall we shall we say it, after three? Shame. Two, <laughs> One, three, two, three. John, I was going to say. Well, there's actually quite a few. I, 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 I no. Oh my god, I, I don't know. <laughs> wait, wait, no, wait, wait. So, King Dom, you said Ken. Who did you say, Jay? Jean Claude Van Damme. I was going to. Yeah, say. I said Gaul as well. Yeah. I think Gull, because he had so much screen time, he was really bad. But everyone else, uh, like Ken didn't have that much screen time, so I guess uh, he was easy to ignore. Yeah. Plus, he sounded like a whiny little bitch. But um, yeah. everyone else, I thought they really tried. Like M. Bison tried, Zangief tried, um, Chung Lee. Chung Lee put in a great really? performance yeah. as well. Good on Ming now. I thought she was a really? bit average. I, I mean, especially I, like I, in the lead up to, for me, it was Tuesday, because she had that whole big monologue. Yeah. And she only I mean, she, just she, got over the She's line definitely improved. Definitely improved over the years since then, though. Um, like even even her role in um, Shield at the moment, you know. But her acting's come a long way. I mean, like you can tell that was kind of like one of her first big jobs. So Ken, I didn't really. Here's the thing. This is what I will say. You remove Ken and Ryu, the story still goes that direction yeah. because they're just fodder. All really, aren't they? Yeah. Because all you needed to do was allow, um, what's his name, Saget to escape, put a tracking device in the flipping truck, and you would have found them. Like I, I watched the film, yes, that's all that needed to happen. 
and that's what they did. They put a tracking device in the truck and they mm. found them. So, th- like, you take out, you move Ken and Ryu. Obviously, you have to play to the fans. I get that, but um, they did. They were totally surplus to requirements. Absolutely, you, you'd think so. Going back to the video game, they were the one of the well, two of the most popular. Well, they're the main to, characters. That, that, yeah, to play. So you, you kind of can't not put put if you're talking about fan base you can't not put it in the film in the original game you play as ryu if it's the one player mm. version and yeah 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 in yeah. street fighter one you just get yeah you just get ryu i i get that I, I i understand you had to put them in but um and i guess uh mr d'souza had his hands tied by capcom because capcom they had so much creative control over what happened on in this film because they put the majority of the budget and nothing in the script got okayed without them saying so. And I'm thinking to myself, how the hell <laughs> did you <laughs> did you look at that film <laughs> and the actors? Because they're the ones who pushed for John claude Van Damme to be in it the most. So they looked at a screen test of John claude Van Damme as Gar. So that's what we yeah, want. that's the representation we <laughs> on the international stage. <laughs> and also Capcom put in a very tight deadline so everyone got worked to almost exhaustion to get this film out by Capcom's deadline otherwise they weren't going to release the film so Capcom put a lot of strings attached and I think the Mr D'Souza did quite well given the circumstances don't get me wrong his directing is absolutely crap like I could have directed something better on a potato <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but the writing and some of the lines delivered and again yeah the plot was pretty generic but what um i think what he was gearing up to and he, i think he's mentioned this um he, he was going up to a sequel and he thought he wanted to he wanted to basically expand on this universe and i'm still shocked they didn't give him a sequel given the, the box office so street fighter assassin's fist was the other live action film and that came out in 2014 oh that's quite recent in comparison to the other ones <laughs> yeah so that you can find that on youtube you can find the whole film on youtube so, g- glean from that what you will <laughs> that you can find it on youtube to this day but um yeah that centers around right Ryu and ken was that a, a and budgeted one or was that kind of like a fan fan um, no, apparently it was budgeted, and it was it was uh, I think it was it was oh no, actually it was a British live action martial arts web series. British. Yeah, wow. Ooh, that's gross. <laughs> that is gross. So six, twelve web episodes, six TV episodes, and one movie edition. Jeez, that's awful. That's um, a lot. <laughs> yeah, we're only yes, focusing absolutely. on the first movie. <laughs> We can't spread ourselves too thin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Time, time is um, of the essence. What What do we think of um, uh, uh, Kylie Minogue's first venture into um, action films? Uh, film, oh. yeah, action film from from Neighbours. Oh no! Do you have any any perspective being a Kiwi yourself? Do you no, hate do you it automatically because she's Aussie or not? No. no. <laughs> No. no, but do you automatically I, hate her because she's Aussie? No, I don't. Um, oh, okay. Because I do have Australian friends and I do have New Zealand friends living in Australia as well. No, um, see, for, for me, Cammy was always a tall, leggy blonde and Kylie Minogue is anything but tall. <laughs> so, she, yeah, because... so she was like, for me, she was like this like little yappy chihuahua. <laughs> it was like, it was cute. It was cute. 
she did resemble like a Paris Hilton doggy type thing in the film because Cammy, like you said, is three quarters legs. Yeah. And they definitely show that in the game because yeah. she wears a, a bathing suit for some reason. But yeah. Leotard. You know, gives her freedom of movement when she's fighting. A really, <laughs> yeah. a really high cut um, leotard. Lots of freedom of movement. It's very <laughs> <Yeah>. important. <laughs> Interesting bit of trivia. Um, Kylie Minogue and John Claude Van Damme did actually have an a affair yes, as a result they did. of they did. being together I, in Australia for that yeah. long. As a result, they couldn't of being keep in their Australia hands off each other. That, that was the reason. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't keep their hands off each other because when I look at the running time, they're not actually in that many shots together no. <laughs> so it's, it's obviously outside of that they they really got to know each other and something else i saw that was really interesting um t hawk who was who for some reason was cammy's siamese twin in the film as the film progresses he goes from having a massive bandage on his head. I don't know why he's got a cut in his head, but he goes from having a massive bandage on his head to having a tiny plaster by the last scene. And I <laughs> thought that was a fantastic bit of continuity. Like the bandage was just getting smaller and smaller well, on his maybe head. Maybe the wound was closing up and getting smaller as well. <laughs> <laughs> you can see where they so spent their money. Thinking. You know, they had the top continuity guys. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking, what, what was the point of that? Like, because we're not actually shown how he got that massive gash on his head, but for some reason we know that it's healing up nicely. <laughs> <Get to know. laughs> because think about it. The funniest thing is all of the action took place over three days. Because at the beginning of the film, M Bison says, "You got three days to give me twenty billion, yep. or I'm going to, <laughs> yep. I'm going to kill billion. these hostages." I don't know who do I don't know. Yeah, twenty. I don't know who these hostages are unless they're all world leaders. I don't know why they're worth twenty billion, but whatever. So, from the beginning of the three days, he has a massive bandage, and by the third day, it's basically a tiny dot. Like plaster, changing it like, every four hours or something. <laughs> Some Wolverine healing, right? It was there. getting in the way, man. Um, <laughs> it was getting in the way. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the the final fight scene between um, M Bison and Guile? Well, once again, props to Raul Julia for giving it 110%. He really did commit. Um, I have have a lovely quote from him in that final fight. He said, you came here expecting to fight a madman and instead you find a god. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But that's part of the joy of the of the movie was those, those one liners. I mean, did you just just before that big fight scene when um, Gaal was coming in with his troops, and he was releasing those water mines? Did you notice that it was like an arcade joystick and yeah, yeah, yeah. So straight from the arcade? Yeah, yeah. It was like he was using an arcade um, console to, to to fire off his his um, his water mines. That is fan service, right there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I thought it was really funny that they took the invisibility cloak off the boat just because they said they know we exist. <laughs> so <laughs> they just took the cloak off. <laughs> I was thinking, what are you talking about? Because I'm sure he's looking at a screen <laughs> with your boat showing showing up to blow you up. But um, something else that was really interesting in in the beginning when Ryu gets in the cage with Vega. Yep. And let's just say that Vega has a fantastic body. Um, let's get that out of the way right now. So Ryu gets in there, and for some reason, when Ryu's shirt gets stripped off, the woman in the crowd drops her Vega sign. But I'm thinking, 
Vega's got a much better body. And a much better face. Why are you? <laughs> and a much better face. Yeah. And better tattoos. What are you seeing, woman? How are you regressing? This makes no sense. What is the matter with you? Yeah. And then obviously it culminates in, and obviously if you haven't watched this film by now, more for you because we're going to spoil it. It culminates in Gal coming, coming for a wall in a tank with missiles on the side, looking around and says, you are all under arrest. Yeah. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> it's like, so random, right? Uh. Yeah. I love, I love he had a, a, a French Swiss accent, but don't forget to put the American flag tattoo on I was just going to mention that. Oh, yeah. That is pretty And funny. there were some, like, some really good <laughs> close-ups of that as well. You know, just when he's in the fight scenes, it's like, yeah, let's just take a muscle shot of his tattoo, American flag, because, you know, he's all American, but he sounds like Belgian. <laughs> I mean, this wasn't the first film to do this because in I think it's the original Street Fighter, he um he's playing an American and he like rocks up somewhere and says with his heavy accent, "I have come to avenge the death of my brother." And the character goes, "So you are American?" And I was like, "What?" Just 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 to nail it home. Yeah. <laughs> he's American, and but he doesn't sound American. I, this this might be a bit cheeky of me, but I would have preferred. They actually dubbed over all of Jean Claude Van Damme's lines with an American accent. Like I, I, I would have lived with that. But there were some dubs over, though. Did you notice? Oh yeah, there yeah. Were some, yeah, I some got voices that. were dubbed. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I wish they just dubbed. I mean, the problem all of with Van Damme <laughs> wasn't just the accent; it's the timing. The timing was not that would have been so yeah. funny. But he's never been known for his timing. That's why I'm so shocked that people think that Kickbox is a a masterful. Uh, piece of cinema because all he does in that is just avenge um his brother in the worst uh one man performance of delivering lines of ever uh, yeah he was Don't roaring wrong, that it's the lack of progression thereafter that really gets me <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, don't get me wrong, the guy can do fantastic splits, but... Um... Well, he also he does something in this film. He does the flash kick where he goes 360 degrees, which is like replicating a move that Guile can do in the game. And that's like one of the few moments someone replicates a game move. I guess they did try to do a little uh, flash of a Hadouken from Ryu when he's fighting... Um, Vega in the in the locker room, and also you see Ken do a dragon punch. Um, but yeah, um, you also had um, M Bison doing his move when he darts at um, when when he becomes oh, yeah, a guard. He darts yeah, and at, flies at him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he dives at uh, Gal there, which I thought was was really brilliant. Um, but uh, yeah, I I. Sorry, guys. I just really love this film, and I will fight anyone that this. <laughs> I will. I will put on my 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 knuckle dusters and fight anyone that 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 wants to bring this film down. I just think it's <laughs> fantastic theater, despite the bad acting from a few key leads. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed you know the little bits of fan service because if you're looking for it, you'll find it. Like the you know as you said, you know some of the special moves. You know some of the uppercuts and stuff like that. It's like you know just those little things that actually kind of make it kind of like I I feel a little bit satisfied that this is actually a Street Fighter movie because there's so many parallels between the game and the movie itself, apart from the bad acting. Also, can I just say I just love um, 
Gal's reaction to seeing his friend Blanca like that and his reaction to seeing an ugly man is to put a bullet in the back of his head <laughs> and then Dawson has to come in and say, no, what gives you the right? But he's ugly. His wife doesn't want to look at him like this. <laughs> what a savage. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. That's brilliant. They're meant to be like UN peacekeepers. Yeah, I know. And that's how you, how you treat your best friend that you, you spoke about over the intercom. I'm coming for you, Charlie. Please wait for me. And then as soon as you meet him, like, ugh, your face is horrible. You deserve a bullet. Oh, my God. Oh, brilliant. Overall, did this film honour the video game fan base? What do you think? It depends how hardcore you want to be. I mean, obviously, Ken and Ryu are made completely superfluous to the main plot of the film. Um some of the fighting's a bit average. Some of the acting's poor, as we've said in great detail. But <laughs> on the other hand, there is a kind of sense of fun to the whole thing that just carries it over the line. And there's something about it. It somehow feels like it's in the spirit of the original in a way that Super Mario Brothers never, ever did. So I think, yeah, it honours the fan experience. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with um, King Dom there. And it's funny he brings it up, um, the fact that Super Mario Brothers was so poor because that was what um, Mr. D'Souza wanted to avoid by not just shoehorning everything into this film just to do fan service, but to actually have a, a plot that went somewhere. Um, so that's where he wanted to differ from that car crash, which was Super Mario Brothers. But I think they did try to honour the fans. I think... Um, I don't think Capcom would have released it <laughs> if they didn't see the heart being put into it. And uh, again, I'm going to say I love the M. Bison's performance. Uh, Gal, not so much. The the fight choreography, it it existed, but it, it wasn't great. Like it's it's a far cry from watching John Wick today. And um, I think they they really tried with the sets as well. I know it was filmed in Australia, but it seems that most of the sets were, were purpose-built for this. And, um, yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it. And yeah, I, I was happy as a Street Fighter addict um, to have, <laughs> I have think, seen um, that film. I think before we go, we should like put in a word for the um, amazing time capsule kitschy tie-in song which was performed by mc hammer yes exactly and there exists a video where mc hammer is dancing with jean-claude van damme and the soundtrack wasn't bad i like the soundtrack and also um capcom loved this film so much that they actually turned it into a video game again which which got released the following year so yeah yeah so you can play as cami or cami as kylie yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, be... they actually re released Street Fighter, the movie, video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you can be right. Van Damme's girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Delivering uh, those horrible nah, lines. Like the real exactly. girl, but with worse timing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and a Belgian that's accent. All, <laughs> that's all we have time for. So thank you so much for joining us. This was... Um, <laughs> cult film and um, Street Fighter um, so we're saying goodbye to MKH thank you for having me see you next time yes and saying goodbye to King Dong see you soon and I am Jay and um, that's an adios for me from me and um, I'll see you when I see you next bye bye thanks for listening bye bye bye